Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Jaron Miller, and welcome to the Classic Series Redrive. Check them up. Let's get started. Hello again, everybody, and welcome into the Redrive episode number 24. Thank you so much for tuning in each and every episode. We sure do appreciate it. A um, lot going on again uh, in the fall season, kind of the fall uh, swing of things here. Got some results to bring you. Um, we are here once again. We are here at the uh, Reinhold Tack and Western Wear store in Waterloo, Indiana. Um, they got all their new uh, new clothes into their fall uh Fall releases are all out. The store is all stocked up with new sweatshirts and vests and, and kind of fall things and winter things. So make sure you check out their website, reinholdwesternwear.com or uh, their store here at Waterloo. And Logan said you can also um, still get finals clothes and drive six apparel and finals apparel um, on your website, correct? at reinholdwesternwear.com. So, yeah, go on the website and make sure you check out all the great things there. Um, <clears throat> new uh, new merch here at the store and the Drive 6 and the Finals Apparel. So, uh, show results. Uh, joining us, I'm sorry, Mark. we got Mark Hostetler, Kyle Forsyth with us. Um, got some show results here, Mark, uh, to take care of. Had about three or four shows since we spoke last. Yeah, uh, out there in Young Living in Mona, Utah, at the Young Living Draft Tour Show, uh, the six results there, um, the one night, it was Young Living won the six, Ames was second, Double S was third, Yoder Hay fourth, Eagle Rock fifth, Messengers were sixth, Clark Family Orchard seventh, Kiefer Farms eighth, Meadow Lake ninth, and Rainbow Ranch tenth. Uh, the second day six, Young Living was the winner once again, Double S was second, Messenger was third, Ames was fourth, Yoder Family Hay was fifth, Meadow Lake was sixth, Eagle Rock seventh, Clark Family Orchards eighth, Waringshire's ninth, and Kiefer Farms were tenth. And the classic card at the Young Living Show, uh, Young Living was the winner there as well. Uh, Meadow Lake was second, Ames Bertrands were third, Eagle Rock fourth, Double S fifth, Yoder Family sixth, Clark Family Orchards seventh, Waringshire's eighth, Kiefer Farms ninth and nine end Belgians were tenth. So congratulations to all the exhibitors at the Young Living Draft Horse Show. Then there was the Heber Valley Draft Horse Show. Uh, three sixes there. The first six was Young Living, High Point, Double S, Ames, Messenger, Yoder Hay, Meadow Lake, Clark Family, Kiefer, Rainbow Ranch. The second day was Young Living, Double S, Ames, Mark Messenger, Memorial Hitch, Yoder Hay, High Point, Clark, Kiefer, Rainbow, and Stembridge. And then the third day was Ames, Young Living, Double S, High Point, Messenger, Yoder Hay, Meadow Lake, Kiefer Farms, Clark Family Orchards, and the Rainbow Ranch. They also had uh, the Western Region uh, Classic Cart Championship was there at uh, the Heber Valley. Uh, so the ten there was 10, uh, 10 carts compete in that, qualify for that. Uh, Young Living was the champion. Double S was reserve. Messengers were third. Audi fourth. Audi Family Belgians. Yoder Hay Family Company was fifth. Heisey Pertrins was sixth. Meadow Lake Belgians was seventh. The Clark Family Orchards was eighth. Kiefer Farms ninth. And High Point was tenth. Um, they also did a tremendous job with the youth show there at the at the Heber show. I know Enos put a lot of effort into that. Uh, and, and the show staff, they had two really big cart classes. I think two cart classes, both with about 10 in it. <clears throat> uh, we only had the results from the one on the website. 
Rylan Sparrow won it. Hadley Forsyth was second. Reed Powell was third. Quinn Combs fourth. Riley Yoder fifth. Um, I don't know exactly on the other one. Like I say, it was, but they had like a youth judging big shout out to Ames Clark family. Uh, I think it was Kiefer's and, and young living both. They had a brought horses in. They did a youth judging show and it was really neat. They, they really put a lot of emphasis on the youth there too. So that was great. And I was just talking to somebody here this past weekend about that, how the, I do like the idea of that youth judging. I think, I actually think that's very important and, I think more shows should kind of pick up on that, maybe. Um, well, yeah, I think it used to be like you could only do it at the world shows, right? All the world shows had right. it, but no other shows have it. Right. So, so I don't, I don't know why it's not just why does why it doesn't just go along with decorating and showmanship. Like I don't know, super educational for the kids. Yeah, I mean, the, if the judges the take time with them and and explain things, and I think it's great. Sure. And Kyle, you went to all those shows out west there, and, and I know we've talked about this before, but there's just a lot of really, you know, newer, really good shows out there, and with a lot yeah, of, a lot of yeah. great turnout. And I mean, the atmosphere, like at Young Living, you're basically showing right at the base of a mountain. I mean, the mountains in the background, and same as Heber, uh, it's indoor, but I mean, right outside your barn door, there's mountains all around you, um, you know, just beautiful settings and. Yeah, the, there's a lot of people, good crowds, good. They treat you good at Young Living. They they have breakfast for you every day. Uh, they have a dinner uh, the first night that you're there. Um, and same as at the Heber Valley show, they had a couple meals for you. One at a golf course, uh, steak dinner. And yeah, I mean, they, they treat you great. And, and it really was. It's a lot of fun. It's it's great for the hitches out west here to have shows like that to get put on and and. I mean, just a real shout out to the staffs at both them, both them shows to put on great events and, and, uh, the participation was great. I think there was 14 at, at Mona. They usually have 18, I think three or four backed out this year, uh, for different reasons, right up to the show. And then there was 13 sixes at, uh, Heber and, and they had a lot of like fours, like teams carts on top of that. I think there was nine or 10, they split it into two two divisions and there was nine or 10 in each division in the, in the carts and teams and stuff. So yeah, it was a great turnout. And looks like yeah, you get some spectators, well, well like pretty good spectator, um, decent crowds out there too, the way it looks people. Yeah, for out. sure. For sure. Good support. Uh, and then we also had the, um, the big E in Massachusetts, uh, another great show been around for a long time. Uh, they hosted the Eastern Regional Cart Finals Championships there. Um, the winner of the Eastern Regional was uh, the Burger Barn, the Kingpin Farm, Jason and Celeste Hill, uh, shown by Mark Hostetler. Uh, they won that class. Second was Trip Crest, <clears throat> HD Rapids third, Rock Bottom fourth, MGM Belgians fifth, Stony Hill was sixth, and um, was that Iron Horse? Can't even read my own handwriting. Iron Horse was seventh, Sherwood Grove eighth, and South Creek was ninth. Then in the Belgian six, uh, Lower Rob won the Belgian six, Burger Barn second, Rock Bottom third, ANC fourth, Sherwood Grove fifth, Donnell sixth, MGM seventh, Stony Hill eighth, and the Pertrin sixth, six. Jackson Fort was first, Trip Crest second, BRD, Blue Ribbon Days third, White Mountain was fourth, Kid Minot fifth, Skyline sixth, Red Oak seventh, HD Rabbits eighth, and Fox Hollow was ninth. 
And then they had their uh, the Big E showdown, the big uh, $50,000 class, uh, big payout there for the All-Breed Six. Jackson Fort won that, Trip Crest second. Burger Barn was third, ANC was uh, fourth, Laura Rob fifth, Blue Ribbon Days sixth, Dusty uh, with Rock Bottom there was seventh, HD Rabbits eighth, Donnell and Kid Minot rounded out the top ten at uh, that show. Uh, Harrisburg, I Yeah, believe. then there was the Keystone <clears throat> International Livestock Expo in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, um, the six. They hooked the six twice there. Uh, the first six, it was uh, Trip Crest, the winner. Blue Ribbon Days was second. A&C third. Stony Hill fourth. Red Oak fifth. Sherwood Grove sixth. MGM Belgian seventh. Kid Me Not eighth. MMO ninth. And the South Creek Clydes were tenth. The second round, uh, they hooked. Uh, Trip Crest won that as well. A&C was second. Blue Ribbon Days third. Uh, MMO fourth. Kid Me Not fifth. South Creek sixth. Sherwood Grove seventh. Red Oak eighth. Stony Hill ninth. And MGM was tenth. I do know they had a classic cart class. I do not know the results on that, and I apologize. And it's still not up on the website. Uh, so we will get that at a later date. And then we also had the Georgia National, the uh, Georgia State Fair. Um, they had two sixes down there, Heritage Hill and Southern View battled out uh, this past weekend down there. So I believe we're caught up on results, Mark. Another thing is um, we didn't touch on some of these youth classes. I think we need to touch on the youth car classes as well because they're part of the series now. But <clears throat> my, apologize, my apologies, uh, these shows haven't turned in their results yet that we just mentioned the ones out West did, but the ones out East haven't yet. So I don't know how, what those results were, but we'll get, we'll get to them as soon as they're on the website registered in the, on the drive com. <clears throat> Upcoming shows. Uh, there's really like, uh, Mark said earlier, there's really only one show coming up here the rest of this fall, I guess. Uh, it was the Lansing, um, show up there in, uh, East Lansing, Michigan, uh, be this weekend. Uh, the 14th through the 17th, Thursday through Sunday, is the uh, the Lansing show coming up here this weekend. So what else is new in the uh, World of the Classic series, Mark? You got anything for us? Well, um, the past few episodes we heard from um, all the uh, the possible, well, all the people running for the board of directors, the two positions that are open. Uh, so we have that coming up here. Um, and also... We have coming up uh, another membership meeting, uh, round two, so to speak, because um, the obviously the one at the, the finals was shortened um, on that Saturday morning because of the early hook and everything else that was going on at, at the time of the finals there. So that is coming up Monday, October 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern. I, I had a couple text messages um, and calls, a little bit of confusion on on what day it is. One day, one time it said Saturday, October 18th, but it, it's it's Monday, October 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, that is when round two is, and we will be having a discussion on a few of the proposals that are still out on, on the table. And um, so everybody, please do join in. And uh, it should be informative and we can move on with what we had originally planned at the meeting from the get-go. Kyle just brought up a great point to um, Louisville is having a show this That's fall. right. And I'm assuming, I'm sure they're still taking entries 
now too. I don't November twelfth and thirteenth. Uh, uh, that shows no, November twelfth and thirteenth, twelfth through fourteenth. Yep. The North American International Livestock Exposition. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure that yeah, it, it was kind of going by the wayside, and I think um, some guys got together and. Well, from what uh, I gathered, there's some new management. I think there's yeah, a new fair board. And they contacted Travis Westerfeld at pretty much the last second and said, hey, we we want to have a draft horse and pony show, and what can you do for us? And he started calling around. In fact, he called me to see if we'd be interested in coming. And uh, I know he's the the Westerfeld family's put in a lot of time and a lot of effort to try to get Hitches to come and revive that show a little bit. What what are are the dates? What, What are the dates, Kyle? Just the second. The 12th and 13th of November. Okay, mark that on your calendar on the as well. Website. Great, awesome. Well, it's good to hear that that show still or that. Yeah, like you say, it was kind of going by the wayside, but glad to hear that thing's rolling. So, anyway, all right, guys. Well, uh, we have a great uh, episode coming up here. Um, we had a great time talking to Justin and Julie Hussey. Uh, They joined us uh, this week, and we had a great time sitting down talking to them. And uh, I know you guys are going to enjoy it as much as we do. So uh, stay tuned and uh, enjoy. We would like to thank Ship Shawana Harness and Supply in Ship Shawana, Indiana, Mr. Bob Schrock. If you're looking for products for the show ring or at the farm from A to Z, anything you need, horse nutrition, tack, you name it, make sure you check them out, shipshawanaharness.com, follow them on Facebook, or visit their shop in beautiful Ship Shawana, Amish country, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. till 4 p.m., and Saturday, 8 a.m. till 12 noon. Call Mr. Bob Schrock, 260-768. 7254 for all your draft horse needs. On with us uh, this week or this episode, uh, we are excited to have uh, Justin and Julie Hussey from New Hampshire on with us. Um, they run a dairy operation and uh, show perching horses. Uh, Justin and Julie, thanks for taking the time and, and being on with us and, and uh, introduce yourselves and uh so the few people that might not know you is uh, get to know you here. Uh, well, I'm Justin Hussey. Uh, my wife and I, Julie, like Jaron said, own uh, Nottaville Farms, which is also has White Mountain Bertrands. Um, we have a dairy farm, milk a couple hundred cow, a couple hundred Holsteins. Um, crop between six and seven hundred acres, depending on the year. Um, we have two kids, uh, Allie is 15, she's a sophomore in high school, and Sawyer is 14, he's a freshman in high school. Um, and your farm's there in North Conway, New Hampshire, correct? Yes, yep, Yep. right here in North Conway, we're right on the farm that, uh, my grandfather started this farm in 60, I guess, and... We have since bought it out of the family since he passed away. And so, uh, yeah, we're right here at the home farm. And you process your own milk, make your own cheese. Kind of explain that a little bit. Um, Well, about 10 years ago, we started 
Um, long story short, started with a company that was taking our milk, making cheese for us, and we bring it back all packaged. Um, that went by the wayside probably five or six years ago. Yep. Um, so we're in the process now of we bought um, a creamery equipment from a local creamery in Landaff, New Hampshire that went out of business. And our plan is this winter is to get that up and running so that we can do it ourselves. So right now we're kind of in limbo. Um, we're having some cheese made um, with our milk at a smaller creamery down about half an hour south of us just to get some stuff on the shelves. But we haven't quite started up our operation yet, um, but it is definitely in the making. Awesome. Well, yeah, we, yeah, go ahead. We, uh, we were planning on having it more done but this this summer, but we spent a little more too much time on the road showing horses and <laughs> farming. Had your priority somewhere else. Yeah, so will you will that cheese deal like you said you bought it, will that be there on the farm or is that somewhere else? Yeah, so so what we're doing is uh we're putting an addition onto the front of the barn um that so the milk it, it'll be right next to the milking parlor. So they'll before it would have to tran you know, we'd have to transport it and and so we're putting in a processing room and an aging uh an aging facility right on the farm. So everything can be done right here. Um, Cause one of the things we'd like to do, we're one of the, one of the things in our area uh, is um, very tourism is probably the, the main industry in this area. Mm -hmm. We're right. Like I said, we're right in the Valley of the, of White the White Mountains. Mountains. So um, there's rivers, uh, ski mountains mountains everywhere. you know every, every year right now we're in the thick of foliage season so um uh, if we can if we can tap into some retail dollars through the tourism industry is that would really help i mean as most people know that uh, the wholesale milk industry is terrible is not great and it it just gets worse every year so uh, we're trying to get more away from that and we, we do other things too we we have some rental properties uh we sell some hay we sell some crops we um, do have a small farm store now where we sell raw milk beef and pork from the farm and oh, okay the wow. cheese that we're making yeah. yeah okay so we we you know we 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 do quite a few things besides just dairy but i mean dairy right now the 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 dairy farm is the takes the most of our time, but and, uh, and during the winter you do the Christmas trees, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. We uh, don't grow them. We just uh, yeah. we buy them from a, a farm up in Coldbrook, New Hampshire, and bring them down here and just sell sell about one hundred and fifty to two hundred trees here at the farm. Makes for a little cash business. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard. I mean, anybody that's a dairy, you know, anybody that's in dairy at our size knows that, you know, if we were just dairy farming, we'd, you know, more than likely be out of business by now. So uh, buying, you know, buying the farm out of the family, we got quite a bit of debt load with that. And um, so it, it it's really, we started dairying in 2007, I believe. And uh, before that, we were raising heifers for her brother and then we uh, we actually took over a dairy on the other side of town. Um, we leased their facility and uh, bought their cows. And then about five or six years after that, we were able to buy the farm, buy the farm from 
back from the family and we moved everything back here. So it would, um, it was, it was a good time for us because we were getting too, we, we were getting too big for that facility and uh, we needed to expand a little bit. And plus we were traveling, the dairy was 11 miles from where we lived and where the heifers were at. So it was just, it was just too much traveling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you get, <clears throat> let's uh, switch over to talking about the horses, I guess now what uh, you've been, I mean, you guys have, you've had horses in your family for years, for generations as well. Is that correct? Yeah. So my grandfather, um, the reason why we can, <laughs> the year I was born, he bought his first six horse hitch of gray horses. Um, 30 years from, ago uh, yeah <laughs> 40 43 40, 43 years ago almost 44 um yeah he bought him from uh don robertson uh in canada he went to watch the uh watch the winter royal with some he, my grandfather was a veterinarian and he went some with some veterinary friends up to the winter royal and um saw don show uh six of grays there and approach anybody that knows Don knew that anything was for sale. So he approached Don and they made a deal and he came home with the six of grays. Went to a show and came home with a six of grays. Yeah. That's a great, way, <laughs> great way to ease into things. That's awesome. Yeah. That's my grandmother wasn't very impressed because she wasn't really much into the horses. So couldn't really do that these days. No, no. But uh, yeah, he well, he grew up. I mean, he he grew up with horses. Obviously, he grew up in the twenties. So he bred Morgans. Yeah, right? he he had had horses. I mean, he he at that time he or before that he had had Morgans and bred them and um, raised them. But just always had a liking for the drafts, I guess. And uh, before the grays, he had a pair of blacks, and and he just decided he he wanted a six horse hitch. So. So you grew yeah. up showing showing those uh, gray horses with your grandpa. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They have pictures pictures of me in the playpen in the back of the back of the horse trailer, you know, while they're hooking horses. And we still try to keep them in the playpen. Now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got to do more of the work now. Um, but yeah, no, that's you know, I was pretty, I was pretty fortunate, really. I, you know, I, I. I've said it many times growing up that way. We, I mean, we didn't travel, you know, out Midwest or anything like that, but you know, back then, yeah, well, and I got a little older, but when he, when I was just real little, they did, um, you know, a lot of the one day shows you'd pull in and show halter and, you know, all the classes right up till right up to the six and then pack up and go home. And, you know, those, it seemed like back then there was a show every weekend around, whether it's Maine or Vermont or whatever. But um, a lot of those have gone away. And uh, <clears throat> but no, it was I, I was pretty lucky, you know. And then as as I got a little bit older and he started to get more into it and traveled and went to Detroit and to the Royal and to Ocala. And I mean, he was one of the first, you know when they when this classic series started, he he was one of the ones that was showing into that and. So, you know, it's, we've, we've been around a while. We, you know, we've, he did well for a while and then he didn't show quite a, he was into it pretty hard for a while and then backed off a little and then I got interested. And so then we started showing, you know, showing uh, more intensively again. So yeah, it's, it's been a great way to really grow up. And one of the reasons why, you know, I like showing again was, 
uh, so our kids would be able to have the opportunity. I thought I was pretty lucky to have that opportunity to show and, and to travel as much as I did and meet the people that I did. And so I'm just fortunate that uh, we're able to provide that for our kids too, whether they, they, they appreciate it. Our daughter has said to me a few times this summer that she seems that she feels very lucky and grateful that we, she knows people all over the country and she can call them friends and family. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really like, I, I grew up showing dairy cows in 4-H, but I mean, with that, you don't go very far. It was just in our state and maybe over into Vermont, but her and Sawyer both have made a lot of close friends that she's going to have for the rest of her life with people that we've met showing horses. And that's pretty awesome. And it's so much more than just taking a horse into a ring, right? I mean, it's oh. <clears throat> like you said, like the the friends that they've made and the the friendships that, you know, a couple generations have made now all throughout the United States. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, what, year, what year did you guys start showing on your own? So my grandfather died in 2006 and we bought four, four of the horses yeah. um, from him and the harness and yes. wagon. So we, uh, fortunately for me, I, I really had no idea, but, um, in the will, he gave me first opportunity to buy out of the estate, any of the, any of the horse equipment that I wanted. So we, that was lucky. we were lucky there. We never would be able to have started like we did if, if we didn't have that opportunity. So we bought the harness and the wagon and four horses and cart. And I mean, everything. Yeah. I mean, pretty much everything we need to get going to get going. And I mean, at a, at a discounted rate. So it was, you know, we were lucky there. And a couple of weeks later, we had to take three mares because yeah. <laughs> uncle didn't want to feed them anymore. So we had our first six, it was kind of a cluster, but that was that. Yeah. So I guess, uh, Oh seven was the first year we really showed on our own. And we just did like two shows that year, I think. I don't even remember. Yeah, I think we just did. I think we just did like Freiburg and Topsfield. Yeah, so it was just a couple of shows, and and then we just you know kept going from there. I guess those first couple of years when we were first getting going, because it had been a while. So I showed for my grandfather when I was in college, and then um, I worked for him, and we we showed quite a bit, and then I um, you know got we went off. We both. And at the time, obviously, when I was in college, we weren't we weren't married or anything or weren't even together. But um, I started I left college and went to work and had, you know, we were starting our own lives. So I really wasn't involved with the horse as much. And and then, uh, yeah, then I had the opportunity again. If you're looking for high-quality, custom patent leather show harness, look no further than Shanahan Harness, located in Huntsville, Ohio, with over 50 years of harness-making experience. Call Dan Shanahan, 937-686-5202. Once again, Shanahan Harness, 937-686-5202, or visit them online at shanahanharness.com. was probably i think um well mark you and kaylee were with us for 10 years well that was and that was when sawyer was three i think so yeah 2010 so so we showed a little bit we didn't i mean we just in just in new england for yeah 2009 and then i was it was kind of a mess yeah we were we were 
we were kind of a crap show, if you want. Well, the kids were little, so Justin was doing a lot by himself, and we'd get help from anybody we could. And I was chasing two kids around, three and yeah. one. They're only 18 months apart, so that was a struggle. And then yeah. Mark and Kaylee came in and straightened us out. Yeah, lead horses flipping over in the ring, stuff like that. You know, nothing, nothing <laughs> minor. minor things. <laughs> Not to say that that didn't happen when Mark was with us, too, but, you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> So then Mark kind of big times you uh, about a year ago or a little over a year ago. And now you're uh, transitioned back to the kids and you guys doing it again. Huh? Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about that today that we, so uh, it was Lance, I think it was 20, like the spring of 20, the Lansing sale of 2010, Kevin actually, Kevin Wilson actually introduced me to Mark at, I believe we were at dinner. Remember? We were at dinner in the hotel. We were having no, drinks. Or at the, <laughs> we were in the, yeah, whatever. Yeah, and, I remember. But it was a, yeah. And uh, Mark was looking to shoe. do some shoeing out east. And, and so, Ke- you know, he said, to Kevin said, I don't know if you need anybody to shoe your horses because that time I was doing it and that was not good. And yeah, it was pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> And so, uh, yeah. And then Mark, so I said, yeah, and we'd love to do that. And the first um, summer Kaylee came out with us, Mark didn't, it was just Kaylee came out for, a couple well, of weeks Mark came right. out and shot. And then right. he said, uh, you know, you, he said, you got some good horses here. Maybe we could help you out or something. Yeah. I don't uh, a I long don't, time ago. Yeah. It was a long time ago. And Mark said, I remember Mark saying, do you guys think about going to the Congress? I'm like, well, thought about it, but I don't know how the hell we get there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's how it started. So actually, then Kaylee, Kaylee came, came out and drove horses, and she went back for I think it was Ohio State Fair to help Mark and broke her arm. Yeah, yeah wasn't kicked. wasn't that? You were showing hauler horses. For, yeah, mm-hmm. I was showing hauler horses for a couple people that summer. She got and, kicked by a filly and broke her. Yeah, broke her forearm. Yep. Yeah. So then Mark came back instead of Kaylee because. Because Mark Kaylee had a broken arm, so and uh, yeah, so that was so we did that for yeah ten years, and um, we, I mean, it was really you know that was we all learned a lot. Yeah, we all it was really good for us too because we really couldn't devote enough time with you know we were still getting the dairy, growing the dairy, and uh, the kids were little, and you know we just couldn't devote enough time to the horses to really do a good job. So. Uh, it really worked out well for us. And, and, and I mean, I, I, you know, I, they taught us a lot. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I'm not ashamed to say that we, we learned a lot from them and, um, they, they helped really kind of put us back on the map, I think. And, and, um, well, the kids would spend the summer at Mark and Kaylee's, wouldn't they? Quite a bit. Yeah. They'd both yep. spend a week or two during the summer. Oh, yeah. there. Yep. 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 I remember the first time it wasn't planned and, we were driving home and Allie decided to stay and I cried and cried. I mean, she was probably, <laughs> Oh, Julie eight. was a mess. I mean, I, it was, she was little though, Mark, like we, and I wasn't planning on it. Like we had to, we just left her with her clothes that she had at the fair. And was it be doing Ohio and Indiana? I think she just ended up staying and had, didn't have any reservations. Like, yeah, I'm going to stay with Mark and Kay. I'm like, okay. I mean, she had to be eight, yeah, maybe. She was yeah. little. And yep. she was and like, she just I remember crying as we were waving to her out of the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "Bye, mom. See you yeah, later." Yeah. <laughs> <Party> on. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I mean, like we were talking about. I mean, that's I, I really strongly believe that one of the reasons that our kids are uh, 
you know, do, I feel like they're doing well in life is, you know, they've gained responsibility of, of showing horses, being on the road, um, talking to people, yeah, and making have, eye contact right. and having conversations and, you know, the ups and downs, you do well, you don't do well, you know, and the, the ebbs and flows of it. I, I think it has a lot to do with how they've grown up and I feel fortunate they've had that opportunity. And now like you, you had mentioned that Mark's on to bigger things now and we're doing it on our own again. And it's actually really rewarding because we may not do as well as we could if they were still with us, but the kids are so imperative when we go, we have to have at least the four of us. And if not, like we've been fairly fortunate to have some other great people help us at shows this year. Cause one kid couldn't go or, but they each have their part. I mean, Sawyer and Justin do all the trailer unloading and Sawyer's, you know, flipping, not doing it by himself, but helping unload all the harness boxes and Allie's washing all the horses and her and I are clipping. And it's, it's, it's just, it's more of a, it's just a different kind of reward, even though the places might not be as great as they were in the past, but just to say that we're doing it on our own is, is pretty awesome. Yeah. Just from an outsider's perspective, the timing was really good. The fact that Mark got that opportunity and your kids were of an age where, I mean, I'm sure they're training the horses at home now and doing a lot of that too, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And, and that's, and, and really it did kind of like to timing. I think it was a good timing because, you know, when the horses were be at marks, you know, the kids, you know, they didn't, uh, you know, they didn't have as much to do with them at home. I mean, they were here and the, the horses were here in the winter and early spring and we drive them some, but, you know, just that day to day, that, that day-to-day uh, responsibility of cleaning and feeding and um, exercising horses. And, and it's, it's hard to like, okay, we got to get a team out tonight and it's seven, you know, seven, seven thirty at night. And like, no, we got to get a team out. You guys got to come out and give us a hand. And um, you know, I, I think it was a good time. It was a good time for that because they are old enough now. And, and we sat down when, when, when Mark called me and said, you know, that he, he was uh, going to be taking a job with Burger Barn, which we'd always said right along, like, you know, you, you get a job. I mean, he didn't make much money helping us. And, um, you know, we always had said that, you know, you get the opportunity to do something else. Don't worry about us. And so when he called me and said that, you know, he was going to be doing that. I, you know, I told Julie and, and then that night we sat down with the kids and they cried. Yeah, I had a conversation. I don't know why. Oh, it gets better. They should have been cheering. So, Get yeah. rid of me. <laughs> oh, God, oh, don't have to put oh, up with that a hole this summer. <laughs> no, so I said, you know, I said, uh, I said to him, I said, look, you know, I like showing, you know, I love showing horses, but I don't want to do it by myself. We're either going to do this all together. Or we're not going to do it at all. And they thought about it a little bit. And, well, first Sawyer, the first thing Sawyer said, because he didn't really ever well, neither of them really remembered us showing without without Mark and Kaylee before this, and because they were too young. And Sawyer's first thing first thing was, "Well, who's going to drive the horses?" <laughs> and I said, "Well, I will." You can do that. And he's like, "Oh, we're going to suck." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Gee," and then he's back to little. Well, I mean, you know, how are you going to hold them? And then Allie cried like for days. Yeah. Uh, We're never going to see them anymore. Oh my God. 
But anyway, so no, no, it's been good. And, you know, last year, of course, last year was the you know first year was COVID year, and we only got that worked out really well for us though, yeah. having a non-showing COVID year because we weren't really ready. Yeah, we were doing other stuff, and well, no, but I mean, we exercise. You know, it was a lot of work to go to one show, but yeah. what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. So. But then this year, I think we did what five, six shows. Yeah, we had, yeah. it was good. It was we fun. Did, yeah. yeah, and you guys actually did really had good. A, had a really good year, really. I mean, yeah, yeah. we yeah. we were real happy with how we did. I mean, the horses really, you know. Luckily, we had quite a few veterans. We only had two new horses in there this year, and Howie was national champion youth, and um, Sawyer did well in his youth classes. So you know, it was. You know, it, it overall it was we, we couldn't ask to done any better this no. year for when we for, didn't expect to. Yeah, for what we put into it. I mean, uh, I won't be the first, I'll be the first one to tell you that uh, we we don't get the horses out as much as we should at home, but but it is what we it like is. them fresh. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we like pistol fresh <laughs> yeah. when he comes yeah. off the wagon, well, yeah. especially yeah. off the wagon. Yeah. Helicopter, helicopter, He's always fresh coming yeah. off the wagon. <laughs> Where's was how there- did you guys meet? Tell us the story of how you met. Um, at UNH, we were both uh, dairy management majors down there. Um, we were friends for about a year and we a half. We had classes together. Yeah, we had classes together, so we met, yeah. but we didn't know each other before college. Um, and I got single, and he swept in and took me to coffee. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I was what a romantic. Yeah, yeah. That's not I was helping her out. She was, on a, she, was off a bad, she was off a bad breakup, you know. Bad, bad breakup. <laughs> rebound. I yeah, was, he was a rebound. <laughs> I was right there to save the day. <laughs> I, I, and, yeah, I was. So we've been married 17 years this year. 17 long years. Yeah. I settled, you know. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. I was on the I want Hello everybody couch. to hear that. Hello, Kevin. I want everybody to remember that he said that. <laughs> I was on the understanding no, that lucky. you guys I mean, uh, met uh, at a bar and you both did something that you never done before. And that's it, kind of went from there. You both had significant that? others, I thought. Yes. Well, well, I did. I Well, we when we were friends. Yeah. I had a boyfriend that I had all through high school, like six years. And um, so you settled married. I settled. Yeah, he broke my heart and Justin swooped in. But no, we were. um, It's funny, you know, looking back at it now, when we were friends, there was always a spark between Justin and I, but I was with someone else. And then when I broke up, when I got single, then he he had a girlfriend. And then I broke up with my girlfriend. And then that was it. After that, we worked at the same farm um, while we were living at UNH. Yeah. Or down at UNH, who was living in a, at a farm in the next town over, and he worked there, and that's it. That's now it. Now we're milking cows, and well, I can say that I would, I probably wouldn't be milking cows if I hadn't met her. So I don't know if it's been a good thing or a bad thing. But... <laughs> <laughs> and I can guarantee, if she hadn't met me, she wouldn't be showing horses either. So. No, I would not. No, <laughs> well, I don't know. But she really doesn't know team. yet if that's a bad thing or a good thing either. So yes, <laughs> I enjoy the horses. We have a few mares that we breed, and I enjoy that part. Um, and you know, just it's... she's she's really. I mean. It, it, for someone that didn't grow up with the draft horses, she she's caught on really quick, and and uh, she's she's good. With, she's a lot better with the animals than I am. I don't have as much patience, and uh, <laughs> no. Patience? Are you kidding? 
you're, you're in charge of all the mechanical operations around <laughs> yes <laughs> yes but you know what we make a really good team when it comes to the farm and marriage and keeping i mean a lot of people can't say like if Justin's my best friend and my business partner and my husband. Like it's, we, we make it work. Sometimes I want to punch him in the face, but like today you wanted to punch me. In the yeah. Face. He was a wicked jerk today, but you know, it's, it, we work. <laughs> so I'm enough. pretty chill. Like not like much was- gets me riled up and he's kind of a hothead sometimes. And, and then he only for a minute, he has like a spark and then he calms down and feels like an idiot, but right. Honey. Oh yeah. So but we make a pretty good. Team. So things didn't go good today when the chopper broke down, or no, because <laughs> no, because no. I was running it, so it was my fault. And I ran it yesterday all day, and nothing happened. But you're the one who put the chain up, <laughs> oh, not me. <laughs> so. This is great. So anyway, so- that way we make a really good team because I enjoy. He's he does all the feeding of the cows, and he really takes pride in putting in good feed and good hay and all that and all any most um vet kind of stuff and animal care i do i mean he can do it as well but um well i don't and i think people said people uh, said that too about women tend to i feel like pick up on animals uh a little bit better than men um as far as health and and I don't just I don't know I don't He's know not why as, but I'm more observant maybe yeah I guess I guess I guess you could say that you know you I I feel like when you first started I didn't know where you were going with that <laughs> <laughs> well I feel like I feel like I've got so much stuff on my mind that like we're, we got to get done that some of those little details you know if a cow or a horse or something doesn't look a hundred percent. You know, I'm just not going to notice it because I'm like, oh, we got to get this done. We got to get that done. And and she, you know, she notices that stuff more than I do. That was a backhanded compliment that he just gave me. <laughs> yeah, you're good at that. <laughs> Don't say I never complimented you. We would like to thank our friends from Equilite. Premium equine nutrition, helping your horse reach their maximum genetic potential because good health happens from the inside out. For nutrition questions or dealership information, contact Michelle Everett at 505-269-2571. Once again, 505-269-2571. Equilate. What's, uh, what's your favorite show you guys go to? Um, I would say I enjoy Biggie. Yep, yeah. Biggie's a good one. Um, Indiana's too late. Like when you get done showing there, it's too late. I feel like, especially for the kids. Well, on the schedule, I'm not a big fan of the schedule. Like I think Biggie. I don't know. We, of course, it's I'm a little biased because I've been going there since I was. And he's I a was trustee young and, on the board. So yeah, but no, I, I don't know. I just like that when I. I've just have always enjoyed, and it could be the the tradition thing because I've been going there so long. But the kids just, love it. Just the sound of you go from the one barn on the concrete, you know, pounding through, and then duck your head to go in the ring, and then all of a sudden you're in the lights. And no, I don't know. I I, I really like the you know I really do enjoy. I was it was enjoyable to be back there showing again. We went year. to the Iowa Fairgrounds a couple of times. That one was really nice. Yeah, I liked that show. I, I really enjoy just going to different, you know, 
every I feel like every show has something mm-hmm. you know that's that's a little unique that uh, is nice, but but I do enjoy the biggie. I, I like the fact that it's it's only four hours from home and all you yeah. Midwesters is about how far away it is. I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. You know? And every other Eight. show you go to, you have to drive like exactly. 12 hours. <laughs> 18 hours. You guys hours. you guys look at a map and you're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, anything near New England, you know, if anything in New England is like in our, you know, well, that's like your home show. Yeah, it's four hours away. It's not like it's our <laughs> home show. Oh. <laughs> go to be there are no straight roads in new england no. as mark knows now yeah. yep i really no. i really honestly don't feel too bad for you on traveling kyle knows no, exactly know. what you're talking about but us here in indiana <laughs> it's like we can hit like half the shows in two hours it's, it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah kyle's probably got it worse than we do why did you throw the swing pole? Tell us a story about throwing the swing pole in ship shawana if you oh yeah ship shawana well i that- wasn't here no, you this weren't there. That must have been show management. <laughs> this is one of those fiery moments that he has. Mark could probably tell quite a few stories of me losing. I'm a lot. I, I'm I'm a lot better than I used to be. But I mean, Mark can probably tell you how many times when we first he first started with us. That's it. We're packing up. We're going home. I'm done at it. We're out of here. <laughs> Freak this place. <laughs> no. Um, uh, what the hell happened? We we enter. It was after the six. And so really it was kind of Mark's fault. It wasn't necessarily my, my fault. And I was basically it was a little bit my for fault. him. Yeah. It was your fault because it was after the big six at the ship show on a show. And uh, Mark had pulled out the exit gate and then our stalls were right by the in gate. So he pulled like perpendicular to the in gate right in front of our stalls. And we started taking horses off. Well, I guess they they got they had to send some horses out the in gate, and then I don't know was it Ross or Tuckerdale yeah, or Trucker something? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, you guys can't unhook there, Jesus Christ! Didn't he do that at Big E this year too, Mark? Stopped right in the alley and started taking horses. Hosteller, yeah, yeah. Hey, I was going to say, <laughs> if anybody else would do that, Hosteller would come unglued. <laughs> he did it this year too. We you're him. a park. I've you're a parked outside of the exit yeah. door one time. Said you're a get out of. I remember that. I've vividly. seen him get mad when people didn't enter the arena fast enough. <laughs> get trotting! Come on! <laughs> Now you're exaggerating. That was back when he was running shows. <laughs> no, so, yeah, so I think it was wrong. Whatever, whoever was, and and they were bitching at us, so we were in the way, and and I finally had it, and I started, you know, I took the swing ball, chucked it across the, the arena there, and I said, there, again, what's the goddamn thing out of the way? We're out of the way now. <laughs> and, of course, we were right by the end gate, so everybody – everybody in the Coliseum could look through there and heard the commotion and see the little spell I was having. (laughs) I think the funniest thing with that was they unhooked the leaders and I was still on the wagon. And instead of hooking, unhooking the swing teams, he was so baffled and I was wound up. And, and instead of unhooking the traces in the back of the evener, he started taking the trace off the collar. (laughs) (laughs) I remember it wasn't. And and he goes, was there, right? What the hell am I doing? And yeah, <laughs> Logan Myers, he's like, what, what are you what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. Just, that's what I think that's what I took the swing. Just get this out of here. 
<laughs> I bet you Ross oh. let you live that down, dude. Oh, no, man. no. He was half scared. They said something, I think it was something at Big E they said to me this year. Ooh, get the hell out of the way. <laughs> oh, man. I don't think you calmed down right away that, that my night fault. either. So I remember that, you were loading the trailer, like the, you backed the trailer in, right? Like you guys were loading the trailer. Like <laughs> things were pretty tense around there that rest of that night. <laughs> when Justin gets fired up, he drives like an asshole. And he starts ramming and bashing and forward and flooring it and brakes. And I remember, I remember the, the one kids, time the at kids Ohio. They'll call me now and they'll say, what happened? I said, well, why? Well, because dad just peeled out of the driveway in his truck. Or dad just came in on two wheels. I'm like, well. We're really painting a bad picture of Justin here. I even know. He's one of the, sorry, even though you're one of the most laid back guys I know. I'm sorry. I know. I'm pretty laid back. He can be pretty laid back, but when he gets fired up, he's fired well, up. But only for a minute. Like, it really, it's like a flash in the pan. That we're all, Mark, we're all do you like remember? That. Do you remember the time at... Um, <laughs> I, I remember this one. It was, I think it was, I don't know if it was the first, I think it was the first year we went to New York State Fair. And Naomi, Naomi was there. Was well, she, X went up on the wall? Yeah, we, we, oh, she yeah. was mad about, we were, I don't know if we were late. She used to she be re- we were out of control. really worked up. She didn't know us from a hole in the wall, but she knew you from showing there with Wiss. And she, she asked you, uh, is he capable of driving this class? Because I had my, I don't know if it was the a tandem. unicorn or the, t- it was yeah, a the tandem. tandem. I had the lead horse up on the lawn and <laughs> on the side of the building. <laughs> and Mark's like, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. As soon as he gets to the ring. And then I think we won and we came out and he turned to Naomi and said, I told you he'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, your shit. favorite class, isn't it? The tandem? Well, we you know, hooked it we once. yeah, we haven't hooked it in. I mean, it takes it takes Justin like I mean, I guess I learned from Justin how to hook a tandem. I've only ever hooked a tandem one time was at the NABC in 16. And he like was schooling me like you have to take the trace carriers off. You borrowed our trace carriers, I think. Yeah. Well, I I borrowed your. uh, Yeah, your tandem tandem straps. Tandem Tandem straps. But you have to take like. I, I mean, you need like six sets of harness to hook a tandem. Oh, yeah. You've got to open six harness boxes to hook a tandem. you got to take, <laughs> we gotta take the Mark, trace carriers and put on like the front of the collar on the wheel. <laughs> to run well, there's a proper way to do it and an improper way to do it. And most people do it improper. So, <laughs> However, I think when we were showing with Mark, he would forget the stuff for the tandem at oh, home. Oh, the tandem straps were tandem like in the... Tandem straps. Oh, like, we don't have them. It was kind of like me yeah, when I'm I not sure my where grandfather. In the four abreast, I hated that class. And we had these big-ass solid steel four abreast eveners that were the most ungodly things to move around. And he always wanted to hook every damn class anyways. Two of them. Two, yeah, let's hook two teams, two carts. I'm like, oh, Jesus. And Let's hook the four abreast too. And I hated the four abreast. So I was always the one packing the trailer. And so I'd usually forget to hook the four abreast breast evener. And we get to the show and it was like the end of the world. Where, where's the four abreast? Oh, I forgot the evener. You forgot the four abreast evener. Jesus, what are we going to do now? I don't know. Maybe not hook it. We're <laughs> <laughs> only hooking every other class in the one day show here. Oh, no, that's definitely not that. That's one I can do without the tandem, though. We hooked the random once. I remember hooking the random once. We have random straps. You ever want to borrow them, Kyle? <laughs> yeah, I, I think not. That was an Ocala thing. I think that was 
back in the day there was there was a, I've a never random seen one hooked i don't think oh yeah that's that's oh you want you want to watch yeah. we could make it happen for you <laughs> did you do it in a cart or do you hook that to the wagon well he always see my, my grandfather we told this i told this story to someone <laughs> last week we'd go to ocala and he didn't like hooking the 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 he didn't like hooking the tandem in the cart so he always wanted to hook it to the wagon and a lot of people did it back in the day, actually, with the with the rubber tired wagons. But I remember going to Ocala from New Hampshire, towing the rubber tired show wagon <laughs> loaded with hay with a, with a blue with a blue tarp over <laughs> behind the motorhome all the way to Ocala just to hook the tandem. <laughs> 1500 miles. <laughs> Just to have a suitable four-wheel vehicle to hook the hook the tandem to. Was it still suitable by the time you got there? I don't know. I, I remember that thing when we were wobbling going down the road about 75 miles an hour. <laughs> Typical hay wagon, you know. Uh, Holy smokes. No, we've we've had some we've had some good times. I mean, the people we've met showing horses and that have traveled with us, you know, I, I don't know. We've it's just been it's been a lot, lot of fun, a lot of fun. I mean, I I got to say that of you know the last 12 14 years of showing horses that if you think back of the some of the most fun I've had, you know, my my fun memories are probably at a horse show somewhere, you know. They're not with his wife on a picnic or on vacation, they're always well. Those aren't show. supposed to be fun. Those are romantic. Oh, no. <laughs> Romantic's <laughs> not supposed to be fun. <laughs> so many good memories, Justin, of renting cars in Florida and oh, yeah. rental cars, yeah. and yeah. Did you? It was. Get, didn't you bang up a rental car? I didn't bang up a rental car. Someone borrowed the rental car and banged up the rental car. Yeah, we I might. We it. might not want to talk about that. No, <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. Was hey? Was there any but, equipment malfunctions or any like? Any blow-ups on the way to shows this year or everything? Oh, good? where should we start? We didn't make, we just, so our last show was at Freiburg, which was 15 miles away. And that was the first one we made to and back without a break. 30-mile <laughs> <laughs> route trip. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> so the first show was Batavia and the U-Join or something. No, like the transfer it. case and the dual. Transfer case and my pickup that we hauled the camper with. We made it there and back without any issues. However, at 68 to 72, there was a heck of a rattle and we would shimmy down the road. She kept driving her. I brought her home. Yep. And then <laughs> next show was what? Went to Indiana. Oh, went to Indiana. And so this was- is a good story. So we <laughs> so we left we left home. We were gonna be laying over at Mark Berry's, Jocelyn and Mark Berry's anyways. It's a good thing because we, we get just into New York, blew a tire on the trailer, and it was a Friday. It was hot. It was a Saturday I night. Know. I don't even remember. It was just you and the kids. It was just me and the kids. Or you and Alan. And Michelle. Yeah, you were flying out. And we blew a, t- blew a tire on the trailer. And it was, at, when we did, it was, I don't know, 5 o'clock. And Long it was, story short, they stopped at a lot of truck stops. Nobody could fix yeah. it. They were like, well, uh, we might be able to get, get to it, you know, midnight, one o'clock in the morning. When it's five o'clock, I got eight horses on the trailer. They're going to melt. So 
And then one guy said, well, we might be able to get to it to 7.30 in the morning. Long story short, we went 200 miles on a flat tire to Mark Berry's. Oh, my goodness. And then the next the next day, they had their... One of the, five hours to get the rim off. Yeah. The rim had welded itself to the, to the brake drum. So... <laughs> <laughs> the guy was like, I, I'm not going to be able to get this. Luckily, we were at Mark Berry's because Dick Berry came along. and Nobody and, messes with him. Yeah, I guess, because this guy, he changes a lot of tires for the farm, I guess. And he was about ready to quit, and he was getting kind of ugly about the whole deal. And then Dick showed up, and the the guy said, wow, we're not going to be able to get it. I don't know what he's going to do. And Dick's like, oh, you're going to get it. You, you'll get it. Keep working at it. <laughs> and all of a sudden the guy's attitude changed and he was all yeah we'll do yes sir we'll get it and, he, and dick left and i was like well, was, I, I, you know like this guy he was like for that he was like oh no you don't mess with dick barry i'm like oh okay well whatever <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to have friends because you know they knew the people to call and and they got us another tire and got us another. we ended up they ended up torched. One of Dick's guys came over from his shop and torched the rim off the trail because oh it, they couldn't get it off. We were beating on that thing. And then, did you make your first rain. class? Oh yeah, we made our first class. Yeah, we made our. First, we always made our first class on the way to Grange. We no, on the way a, home. No, it was on the way too when we got there, and that we saw on the way to Grange. We got there, and I couldn't pull the out on the camper because Michelle had hit the. Like a oh. tire and t- reach tread had come off a bunch of it was awful roads getting out there. I and about that. This tire retread came off a big truck and rolled under the camper. And luckily it didn't do what it did that time, Mark, when we blew a hole in the side of the camper. Oh, but yeah. it ripped the steps, <laughs> threw the steps up, ripped the handle to, to like help yourself in. Rip that off. Rip that off. And you can see like tire tread marks going up the sidewall of the of the whole camper. Like the whole side is like <laughs> Well, that was minor. I mean, we didn't we didn't have to stop for that. You just kept rolling. <laughs> yeah, we rolled into Grange at like 3 a.m. and couldn't get the steps out. Well, then we then we left the Grange. Uh we got like, Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, we oh, two yeah. hours away from the Grange and we lost the rear end in the freight liner. And uh so another red of being <laughs> Uh, luck, lucky to know people with draft horses because Don. It was 15 miles from Don Sherwood's shop, and he's Freightliner dealership. And God bless his soul, he he uh, let us borrow his spare truck to get home. But we were four hours in the truck stop waiting for him, and yeah. get. Oh, it was awful. It was so hot. Oh, it was yeah. awful. So, anyways, we got that done, and he just got his truck back after Big E, though. Yeah, we swapped that out at Big E. So you told yeah, me you had kind of a Larry moment taking that truck back to oh Don. yeah then don's truck on the way home <laughs> don's truck. it made me think of larry hansberger too because you know we were just thinking about him with him passing and some of the larry stories i got another larry story for you after this um but we're it was raining we left the we got out of the big six uh at big e and then i had to go swap trucks with don or it is deal it is dealership down there in Pennsylvania. Well, it was raining, and the the windshield wiper kept going too far off the windshield, so it gets stuck. So I had to keep the windshield the, the passenger window down and keep bumping it back onto the windshield. So it would keep bumping where you couldn't see. So you're either getting wet on the side of the head, or you couldn't see going down the road. <laughs> Well,
We would also like to thank Penwoods Pertrans, specializing in ship-chilled semen. Once again, with a powerful stallion lineup here in 2021. If you have some mares at home that need bread, make sure you check them out. They have the Tripcrest Ladies Man Horse, Bellevue Crown Royal, Thunderhill Crosby, Recount, list goes on and on. Check them out on Facebook, or you can call them 814-364-9917 or 814-364-2183. Chad and Ron Nicole, Penwoods Pertrans. But I remember the first time, so this is a classic series story. Um, I, w- I believe I was in college and we, uh, my grandfather got the call that he made the classic series finals. And uh, that, you know, we were pretty excited. We're like, cool, we, we made the finals. We'd never made the, fi- you know, or at least since I'd been around, we didn't make the finals. And the next day they called like, oh, sorry, we made a mistake. You didn't make the finals. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Larry, I don't know. Larry made it, beat us by a point because, I don't know, some show hadn't turned in their things, their points yet or something. So Larry ended up going. And I was like, this Larry guy, this pisses me off. You know? <laughs> Who is this Larry? I was like, I'd never met Larry Hansberger before. Well, and that year, I believe the finals was at the Big E. So we went, so we were going anyways. And I pulled in and little did I know that Larry had a cab over truck just like us. And and we, we were like, I'm friends with this guy. We're the only ones that got cab over trucks, old, old equipment. <laughs> I like Larry Hansberger. But. That was my first ever time meeting Larry Hansberger after he bumped us out of the finals by a point. Hostetler got his uh, got his CDL like right after when he started to work for Burger Barn, and I said, "How come you didn't get it before?" And he said, "Well, I didn't want to have to be responsible for driving Hussey's truck." <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I don't. Not saying I'd lose that. my license. I said I scale. would have been the only one going to shows. I would have went by myself. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, it might not, it helper, might not have huh? felt bad though. That was a guaranteed help. If you scuba, if you've seen Hosh Tetler drive, sometimes you wonder if he should drive anything but horses, anyways. But <laughs> he likes I do have to say, Mark, that when I when I heard you got your CDL, I was like, "Holy mackerel! Watch out!" <laughs> <laughs> no faith, really. Yeah, but driving Hussey's truck, the bungee cord holding the uh, seat belt—that wouldn't be a violation, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. Well, right care. now we they right now we got a. <laughs> Right now we got a chain holding the back doors closed on, <laughs> on the, the trailer. trailer. But uh, I remember going to the first Congress, <laughs> Danny Barron rode with me, <laughs> and we couldn't get we the heat was stuck on. We couldn't shut <laughs> off and it was hotter than hell. And we were following Dingman, so we couldn't go very fast because he had a rental truck and he was going 62 miles an hour downhill. <laughs> <laughs> we pulled it so we pulled into a rest area and i said doyle we're, we're gonna have to get going we need some we need to get some breeze in the windows and actually danny pulled out duct tape and duct taped all the vent covers in the, in the cab of the freight liner to keep the hot air from coming in we rolled all the windows down and then we just sorry doyle we're out of here that was one thing our our stuff was old but it went down the road pretty good yeah so. it did hey you remember the time the summer when you put the ac out of the house in the truck because yeah. the oh, freight yeah. liner didn't have ac <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, a window unit? Yeah. ac unit 
and you ran it with a generator on the back of the truck yeah. it was a you plucked to plug it in it yeah. was a, a powerful little like we still use it in the living room in our old farmhouse the exhaust tube hanging out the passenger window <laughs> <laughs> with cardboard, with generator cardboard around generator that. running on the back of the truck you just have to stop you fuel up the diesel get a little gas for the generator and you're good to go <laughs> oh, my gosh. oh man we booked and well, you know, luckily we had we had a lot of people that drove for us that were pretty good. I mean, Scuba, Scuba dro- was dro- drove great. a lot. You guys, I wasn't with you, but you guys blew a couple tires in Chicago once. Remember that, Mark? Yeah, on the Freightliner. Yep. Yeah, that wasn't a big and deal. We were right by. No, we just pulled right in, and yeah. And then there was the time that uh, Hoschetler lost all the windows out of the camper going down the road from oh, Iowa. Yeah. Oh, man. I, <laughs> How I, does I that happen? I didn't know anything was going on. We passed Coles because, once again, they had a red This is truck. why it's scary that he has a CDL. And, uh, well, come on now. Hopefully, we had, hopefully Jason isn't listening. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, had a, we had two pretty good shows back-to-back in Iowa there. And, yes. And... Uh, I was kind of in a daze just driving down, you know, how boring Iowa is. And we come up to Chad's crew with a, their camper and, and their semi. And, of course, they had a rented semi. And, <clears throat> Justin, you were driving the truck. Yeah, you were driving the semi. No, I wasn't. I wasn't with you. It was you and Scuba. I flew Did home. You flew home. Okay. Yeah. And, of course, we just blew right by Chad and Rhonda. And it wasn't – we passed him about – just passed him. Rhonda calls me, and she's like – you got shit flying out of your camper. <laughs> and uh, the one window slid, uh, kept sliding open in the camper every time. And I guess. Well, that was because remember when we were at Indiana, um, that rental camper pulled out with the awning out yeah. and whacked the camper and jostled the windows loose. Yeah. Remember? I don't know. What yeah, we were taking. A- Kayla, yeah, we had just went to the camper to take a nap right after morning chores and this one camper drove through the camping lot with the awning out with the awning out and smacked us and i'm like what are the odds of that happening to us put a big old hole pretty good pretty good good. it sounds like so we get out and i'm like i I told the guy what the hell are you doing and he's like well we were looking to leave and i'm like your awning's out and so then yeah i don't know yeah it was we had to Disaster. fight with their insurance, remember, to get yeah. that. Right. But then when you lost the windows going out, we blamed it on that, and they had to pay for yeah, it. Yeah, they paid for everything. We oh, was, I didn't yeah. even know that. That's awesome. Then we lost. Remember the time going to Indiana? We lost the hit. We were almost lost the camper off the trip because the hitch yeah, broke. I was yeah. driving it. Yeah, Oof. I know. Yeah. With a bunch of kids in it. Yeah. Well, and the chain we ended saved up it having someone weld it right to the camper, like welded the thing right on. <laughs> <laughs> what was What was your favorite show to park the semi at? Uh, has to be Ohio. Yeah, I probably I had more trouble at Ohio. Remember, I backed into the Tahoe <laughs> at Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was <laughs> yeah, that, sharp, <laughs> that sharp corner coming in the backside by was it Lowe's or something? Yeah, I then think you almost got in a fist fight with a guy in the Lowe's parking lot. Well, that was on the way out. That was different. That was a different story. Different deal. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pulling in and the and the guy, you know, the attendant standing there, and he's like, Hey, yeah, yeah, no, 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 you gotta back up, you gotta back up. So he's waving me to back up. So I start backing up. Well, there's a car behind me. I couldn't see it, so I backed into the damn car. 
And then the lady was flipping out. She's like, oh, you know, you know, I was like, whatever, this is minor. Here's my number. You know, like we do this stuff all the time. <laughs> <laughs> then there was the time in Indiana, me and Nick Wagner went to go get the trucks. And the one lady, she was flipping out. Remember the one in the, like the leotard suit, Mark? <laughs> she got up on my, on my, uh, we were making a right-hand turn oh, off of like yeah. key, mm-hmm. Keystone onto, I don't know, whatever that route is to go in. And Nick saw the whole thing. So um, I think she was, was trying to scam me, really. I think she wanted me to hit her car because she was saying I like, banged up all her car. Well, I mean, I could only hit one side. The whole goddamn thing was all banged up. So I had to hit the other side. But I was making a right-hand turn, and she snuck up right on the inside of me because I had to make a what a wide turn and I clipped the front of her car. So it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. Wide turns, you know, big trucks make wide turns. (laughs) So then she comes out around me and we're just stuck in traffic. Stop. She gets out and she's, she's got her camera phone out and she's like, (laughs) you hit my car. I said, I don't know. She's like, you're going to pay for that. You're going to pay for that. And I'm like, well, I, I said, I, I don't know if I hit your car or not. I mean, I could, you know, I'm up here and, and you're way back there. And she's like, you hit my car. I'm going to get my boyfriend. You're going you're gonna to pay for this. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so then she stood like right in front of the freight liner. She's like taking a camera shot of my, of my plate. And she's like, what are we going to do about this? I said, well, I said, the state police right inside the, I'm going to the fairgrounds, the state police right inside there. We'll go take care of it there. She got in her car left. I don't know. As soon as I said state police, she was gone. <laughs> yeah. She just wanted your money. She didn't have insurance yeah, or nothing. Said, <laughs> she didn't have a license or insurance. She wanted your cash. <laughs> yeah, oh, she just, man. she wanted me to pay her off, I think. <laughs> Uh, those are some of our some of our stories just a few there's there's probably a million more (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome well guys thank you so much for taking the time and coming on with us and and uh it's definitely an honor calling you guys friends and uh getting to know you over the past couple years here and uh but yeah thanks for if we need help uh if we need help moving the wagon and lancing We'll be sure to give you a call on Saturday night. Yeah. Hopefully it's raining. Yeah. I was going to say, only if it's raining, we'll move it like eight times. <laughs> Let's move it over here. Let's move it over there. It's, and then, Jaron, do you remember when Mark, Mark, like, wasn't, what did he say to you? He's like, but it was fun, wasn't it? And we looked at each other. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It was great. <laughs> yeah. And you were like, well, that was fun. <laughs> we got like 11th in the eight. And we're no, so, we didn't. that time we did. No, we didn't. <laughs> Mark. What did we get then? There was like 11. I think we were like sixth. Okay. For well, sure. either way, it was fun. I don't know. <laughs> we weren't second in the we end. We weren't second. Not that, that time. time. Not that time. All right. Well, thanks for having but, us on, guys. Good talking to you. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys do a good job with the podcast. Thank, Thank you. you. Really Appreciate it. Leap out too much. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think we created too much work for Logan. So we're good. We got, we got to go watch the Red Sox game now. Yeah. They, it looks like they're up. So, yeah, I heard the boy yelling in the other room, so I figured it was probably good. Three nothing. I'm sure he's excited for uh, five to nothing too. Huh? He wants to watch the watch the Leafs play. Oh yeah, I'm sure he's really excited about that. Watch the Leafs. 
blow it as usual. <laughs> Is he playing hockey this year, Sawyer? Starts tomorrow. Tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. Hey, I heard you guys bought a bus. When are, when are you get, getting your bus to haul the hockey parents around? Oh, oh yeah. I'm a tune. Tuner. <laughs> Tuner bought a bus. He wants to sell it to us now. Yeah, He's, so done. We, He's done his wedding. He's done his wedding. He wants to sell us the bus so we can haul the... I think it's a great idea. We'll have like a party bus going to hockey games. Yeah, but I'll have to drive. You, no, put it, no, anybody can drive it. Oh, yeah. I'll end up driving the damn thing. Is Allie skiing too? What's that? Allie skiing this year too? Oh yeah, yeah. Allie, uh, she she'll be. She had her first dry land season training yesterday. Field hockey's not done, and football's not done for Sawyer, and they like to do too much. So I have to run them around. But Allie gets her license in December, and life as I know it's going to get a lot easier, less more stressful. But she'll get her license. We'll see. It, that was the thing. Like I showed horse, like I, I skied and stuff, but These I didn't. Kids are I, I didn't obsessed. do sports like they do. Holy smokes! It's they ridiculous. get their athletic ability from their mother. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. You guys have a good night. All right. All right. Yeah, okay. You too. Lot, see you guys. Yeah, see we'll see We would like to thank Ship Shawana Harness and Supply in Ship Shawana, Indiana, Mr. Bob Schrock. If you're looking for products for the show ring or at the farm from A to Z, anything you need, horse nutrition, tack, you name it, make sure you check them out, shipshawanaharness.com. Follow them on Facebook or visit their shop in beautiful Ship Shawana, Amish country, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. till 4 p.m., and Saturday, 8 a.m. till 12 noon. Call Mr. Bob Schrock, 260-768. 7254 for all your draft horse needs. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you drop by a Reinhold Tack and Western Wear mailbag, podcast at naclassicseries.com. Once again, podcast at naclassicseries.com. Any questions or feedback you might have, we would love to hear from you. I hope you enjoyed the show. Have a great week, and we'll see you down the road.